friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Eagles season is over. The Birds exit the playoffs with yet another humiliating loss. Jason Kelsey appears to have played his final game of his career, while veterans Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham may or may not return next season. What will be the extent of the fallout? Will Nick Sirianni keep his job? What other changes to the coaching staff can we expect? The Flyers stay hot, sweeping a three-game road trip against the Wild Jets and Blues. Jamie Drysdale remains out with an illness. With the season almost at the midway point, what will Danny Briere seek to do at the trade deadline? Joel Embiid makes his return to the Sixers lineup, helping the team to their third straight win. The reigning MVP puts up 41 points against Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets on Tuesday. The Sixers take on the Orlando Magic on Friday. The Phillies offseason remains quiet. Pitchers and catchers report in about four weeks. All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Back for another week. Feels good. Uh, freezing my ass off on the way over here. Uh, but week's going well. It's cold. Still slightly depressed over the birds' loss, but kind of expected depression. So it just kind of makes sense that I'm in this state right now. So that's not too, too bad. Yeah, but the weather fits. Uh, yeah, it's fitting. Fits it. Um, but we got Flyers and Sixers keeping us alive in the winter. So other than that, I can't complain. Got the ice sport for the ice weather. Yeah. Yo, who are the birds? Yeah. What are you all talking about? <laughs> the what? Who are the birds? What are you all talking about? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I never the heard eagles. of that. They might have uh, migrated yeah. a little bit too early down south during the winter. Is what it seems as though what happened. I've never heard of an eagle in my life. I don't know what the hell you're all psych. Yeah, I think Boston College is the eagles. are actually still talking about the, the Cutter Gauthier uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those uh, are the yeah. only eagles yeah, I the know. Eagles, they, yeah, they disappointed us. But uh, nah, in, in all seriousness, quite a... Uh, a predictable way for the season to end, just given the way the the last seven weeks have gone, makes absorbing it a little easier because I wasn't totally surprised by the result. You may remember that two out of three of us predicted that the Eagles would lose, handedly. Handily, yeah. Trevor, on the other hand, was Mister Optimist. Yeah, it it wasn't really optimism. It was just um, you know uh, confident that they would torture us for one more week, but um, they seem to have set us all free from yeah. the misery of the season yeah. finally yeah they brought the season to a merciful end i will not miss it i'll get to have my sundays back well, i'll still watch football but i won't watch football with as much of a vested interest now you can Aside... just watch good football yeah, without yeah, the yeah stress. i'm still gonna gamble and bet but yeah. i mean i won't have to worry about the emotional ties to the team's performance so much as the financial aspect of it Big time. so kind of looking forward to that um Looking forward to the ice melting. Nearly busted my ass walking over here a couple of times. Till we get more snow on Friday, and then it's going to be like 15 degrees at the low for like the early start of next week. Oh, yeah. well, here and we go And then warm and rainy, but it's going to be cold, 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 cold. Yo, how do y'all feel about snow? I like it when there's enough to like shut shit down. Like I remember when we first moved down here in Southfield a couple of years ago, like right maybe right when like Becky and Mary moved in, maybe. So, like, Buffalo was really good. That was the same year that Buffalo had that crazy-ass championship game against KC. Oh, I when it went to overtime. that your house. Yeah, yeah that was a great, oh, okay, yeah. great year. And we got, like, maybe, like, six inches of snow. So, it was enough to, like, people didn't know what to do. Like, there was a lot of snow everywhere for a couple of days. And, like, we just got a couple of cases of beer. And, like, everyone just hung out outside and shoveled and chilled in the snow. And it was kind of fun. Uh, but when it's, like, this kind of snow where it's more ice, like, it snows overnight and it looks nice and white. But then, like, yeah. it gets 
brown and nasty looking. You see all the pee marks and it's just icy. <laughs> I don't like that snow. But like when it's enough to cripple a city for a couple of days, I'm into that. Yeah. Like Buffalo. That shit would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now they're getting like 40 inches up yeah. there. Yeah. Jeez. Which is cool, you know, for a month and then like you leave it. But I hate when it's just cold for no reason. If it's going to be cold out, bury me in snow. If it's going to be cold and be dry and wet, ah, fuck that. I don't want How that. How can it be dry and wet? Well, I meant like when it's cold, <laughs> two different days. When it's just like a dry, windy cold, miss you with that. When it's like cold, not quite free- snow, okay, but it's just like a you. misty wet, but also like 35, 36, so it can't quite freeze. Yeah. Uh, this is okay. It was nice to see it for a little bit, cover everything. Yeah. I think going for – I like it when it's in the process of snowing. The aftermath is kind of – you get kind of sick of it pretty quick. But I did uh, – because I went down to McCuskers for the game on Monday, so that was like a nice little – Stroll oh, yeah. through the snow. That was kind of fun. Yeah, walking through but, the snow uh, is top tier act snow activity. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. One of the great pleasures of winter. But um Which we haven't had. Yeah. I mean it was the most snow we had in what, two years? Yeah. And it was only it was like two and a half inches. Yeah. yeah. Enough to which is funny because the week that everybody was like, Oh my god, if we're gonna get hit with this crazy ass winter storm, we got nothing. And I don't no one on the news said anything about this and we got like three inches or two and a half, whatever it is, but it's Highest paid guessers. That shit still boggles my mind. They get paid to do nothing. Yo, we, I, I remember this is going back to the pandemic, but I remember you could bet on the weather. Hell yeah. We should bring that back, man. Hell I'm yeah. sure I'm sure some sports bettors would be much better weather people than the weather people are. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, once you put some financial incentive into it, then people will start building their own analytic models and yeah. to predict the weather. And Amazon will be all over that shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't mind the snow. I'm I'm a fan. What did you think of the um for the Bills game, how they were offering people twenty bucks an hour to come shovel snow in the middle of the night pretty much? Twenty bucks an hour ain't bad. I mean it's not yeah, I mean Couple if you hours, have, you else to do. especially in Buffalo, New York, twenty bucks an hour go a lot farther than yeah. we're in Philly. That's you get a true. case of get a case of bats and a piece and like a large pie when you get done. Oh, you're chilling some yeah. wings. Yeah. They were having fun going down the little the oh, shoot yeah, and everything, too. Oh, yeah, the guy, the guy going, uh, shirtless going yeah. down. Yeah. You know, if they ever did that in Philly, since we all live walking distance, I would I would absolutely walk I would do it. Shovel it sucks that we didn't, you know, finish a high enough seed where we could have been hosting that game on Monday, because that would have been really cool, but... In the snow. In the snow. A snow bowl. Nice snow game. Haven't had a snow game in Philly for a while. Since Detroit. Yeah, that yeah, epic legendary game. snow game. Is that that game? That shit was awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, snow's pretty sick. It was cool to see Buffalo. I wish it was snowing. It's like a nostalgic it's like cool to see like football played while it's snowing like that's a cool thing like the rain fuck the rain i hate that shit but the snow is cool to see guys like drop especially buffalo like got the good jerseys they got the buffalo on the helmet it's snowing out like you know you're watching some crazy fans all shirtless like just throwing snowballs in the crowd yeah Yeah. dude i will say it kind of drove me crazy watching that bills game on i guess what was that sunday sunday night um monday or oh yeah it was monday it was monday before the eagles that's right but for all the shit that Philly fans get about throwing snowballs at Santa Claus, these fucking people were throwing snowballs onto the field during the fucking game. Like, yeah. at players, there was a guy going into the end zone for a catch, and, like, it didn't really make a difference on the play, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you saw, like, at the end of the play, like, a snowball come in, and it's like, yeah. and the announcers are just kind of laughing about it. It's like, fuck you, people, yeah, yeah. man. If that was way us. worse than throwing the snowballs at some jackass dressed as Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. 40 years ago. 50,000 yeah. years ago, yeah. Yeah, in 1968. Yeah, I don't... Like, I don't for the record, don't... I don't really care about either. I don't really care. You know, if people want to throw snowballs at the players. I mean, hey, why not? you're only going to get so many chances to do that. But 
you know, have some uh, some consistency with the narrative. Yeah, I couldn't talk shit because I did that to Detroit, but I will say, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, I, like I said, I wouldn't blame anybody, but but that was I never did it when they were on offense trying to score. I did it when they were on defense, so like we were on the one yard line. Yeah, well, that's different. And then you got a good shit. I mean, they're not moving. You're like, man, I can hit this guy right now, and they can't see. It was like snowing out. That was a fun time, but <laughs> or going into the tunnel. Hell yeah, that was sick. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you know those were. It's target practice. That was post eviction, you know, post getting kicked out. So now I, no more. And you we don't behave yourself. Yeah, I can't be doing that again. Too old. You're too old for that now. <laughs> can't be doing that. I'll make the snowballs for somebody, but like Uncle Pat did, but <laughs> yeah, won't be just, throwing them. Just you, <laughs> like you can be the loader, and <laughs> yeah. someone else can be the gunner. <laughs> Damn, but yeah, great. It's a shame. Uh, every game I feel like that week, uh, that weekend, this past weekend for play football was just good football. Uh, great to see Dallas get their ass beat. Yeah, um, but even fun. they came back and, like, they made it a fight, so it was a good game to at least watch. Uh, KC in the playoffs is always, you know, decent enough to watch, I guess, you know. Uh, great to see the Bills win and stuff like that. But How about Houston? Houston was a phenomenal game, yeah, dude. Shout yeah. out fucking Mufasa with uh, D'Amico Ryans. You got a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach. No one had any expectations at all. Colin Coward had the worst take ever of you can never build a franchise around fucking – uh, what's his name? The quarterback down C. there, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, and he pff, phenomenal. So, do you know how much of the Panthers kicking themselves right now? Oh my god! Oh my god! And I mean, Bears, you know, I mean right, maybe Bryce year. Young could still turn out to be someone. Who knows? It's just like sometimes it takes people a little longer to develop and all that kind of stuff. But CJ Stroud already looks like a fucking. They stud. also hit home though on like every draft pick that year. Yeah, Tank yeah. Dell's been killing it. Yeah, I mean, you got CJ Stroud, yeah. Will Anderson's been killing it. Yeah. Like they have, and their other rookie receiver has been going nuts too. So like they. You know, they picked up uh, Dalton Schultz. He's been yeah. he's been lights out for them as a tight end. I mean, they've been they've been doing it right. Single Terry's been looking pretty good too as a running back. So they got a pretty good young core there, and I'm happy that D'Amico Ryan's is a very good head coach as well. I feel like he's still a big piece of that defense. Yeah, first year um, head coach. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's not, it's satisfying to see the the Sean Watson trade work out so well for the. Texans and be such a fucking disaster for the Browns. Oh yeah, I mean it did give us Joe Flacco for that's for a few true. Yeah, though, that was which, a fun, which was pretty cool to see. Like lightning yeah. in a bottle, fun to catch, watch him ride that wave. So it was fun to watch. Like I wasn't rooting against anybody for that game. I was like, if Joe Flacco wins, that's pretty sick. If CJ Stroud wins, like that's a cool story. And they they won. They fucking won that shit handily. But I will say, Joe Flacco did throw like four touchdowns. So you know, two to him and two to huh. Houston. So it was good to see. So <laughs> yeah, so pretty exactly. efficient that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we got to our game and it was just Whew. terrible football. I wouldn't even call that football. That was just hor- yeah. atrocious. Yeah, that was ass, dude. So bad. It's like, even though we all kind of saw it coming from a mile away, that didn't make it any easier to watch. <laughs> Honestly, I just, I felt like, okay, like, we'll get to the game. I'm sure it'll be an ugly game of football and the first quarter kind of was that for a little bit they had a chance and they just fucking shit to bed i mean every they we called it all last week they were like you know they're gonna blitz the shit out of this team and every time they blitzed middle of the field there's nobody running any routes there's no like dump off foul there's no dallas goddard and every receiver had their back toward hurt so really yeah that was no knock on hurts he just had no there was they didn't give any help there to do that anything one- uh, like freeze frame from the game that was kind of going viral on Twitter and stuff. That was just a shot from behind the line of scrimmage, and you see like Hertz with a free runner coming at yeah. him, 
four verts, looking at everyone's back, and just absolutely nothing in the nothing. middle of the field. Yeah, and I was ridiculous. like, that's the Eagles' whole season right there, man. It, Pretty unreal. I yeah, mean, I mean, had plenty of experience against the Blitz between the two Giants games recently. You played Todd Bowles earlier this year. You played him two years. You played him last year. You played him two years ago. And you play him in the playoffs. Yeah. Jalen Hurts' yeah, first year. Yeah. yeah. So you had to expect, like, he's not going to do anything differently. He's been doing the same thing for the last 15 years as a defensive coordinator. So, yeah, wouldn't you think you would prepare for the Blitz? Nope. Nope. Did not prepare. It's the same old route concepts. Nothing quick. Nothing easy. Offensive line wasn't ready. Hurts wasn't ready. Certainly some of it, or most of it, you can't really blame Hurts. But yeah, that that's safety. That's, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's this, this game man. was kind of the perfect storm of him kind of having a, a pretty mediocre game, whereas most of the season it's like, you know, he's not being put in a very good position. They're making it very tough on him. And that was true on Monday as well. But then on top of that, he was also just making some bad decisions. And that safety was just unforgivable. That was, was it right there. Play. I mean, there were multiple plays that you could see, like, well, this is where the team just lost it. I mean, I don't understand how you start the game off running the ball so well. You get your first first down, you're doing four or five yards of rush. Even at the end of the game when it was out of hand, maybe not quite out of hand yet. They were down by, like, 14, so they still could have done it. Swift was still killing it in the limited yeah. touches that he got. And it was like, what? what? They- There's nothing that the passing offense is showing you that is saying, wow, we should really start throwing the ball a lot more than and not yeah, running the ball. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, they, it's, all year, they love <laughs> doing something, having it work, and then never doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, this game, they had one of those blitzes. They put uh, Devontae on a slant. He almost takes it to the house. Yeah. Gets, like, guy. Uh, the defensive back just barely got his, like, caught his ankles mm-hmm. and dragged him down. But he almost had a touchdown there, and they never did it again. No. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just Well, wild. then you lose Julio, too, in the first half. It's like, all right, yeah. well, now we just have down to Quez, Quez and, and Zakay. Like, yeah. you know, it's just – I. it wasn't surprising, but it's still equally as upsetting because, like, you want to see a team with this expectation, this amount of talent. That's the thing that drives me nuts is that, like, it's not like it's just, like, a team that we snuck into the wild card round. We're just happy to be there, like – Wait, you start off 10-1, and one, you're number one team in the NFL for a while, you have the talent out the ass on both, well, just the offensive side of the ball, really. The defense is fucking trash. But you play like a sorry-ass football team. And I don't know what they're doing in the week before each game because they must not be doing anything but jerking each other off in the showers because <laughs> they don't, I don't know, all this talk about we got to find our identity. They've been trying to find our identity since fucking week one. Yeah. I don't even know if they know where their asshole is at this point. Like, they've been looking around for <laughs> something. If this isn't fucking Atlantis. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what you, you spend this whole week of bring the dog mask back. We get, we're going to play more physical and violent. Violent? They couldn't fucking tackle a fucking squirrel out there. Yeah, that was the the opposite of violence. They were like yeah. catching a I fart mean, in the wind. They couldn't do shit. That every uh, twenty twenty four, as we said last week, is the year of violence for everyone except the Eagles. Yeah, because yeah. that that performance was pathetic, man. Soft. So many missed tackles. Just it, the, that performance, right? It looked to me like. I said this in the group chat. I said, yeah, this performance just reeks of players playing like they don't give a fuck if their coach gets fired tomorrow. Somehow he still has a job. We'll get to that. But, yeah, they they just – you could tell as soon as the game started. Troy Aikman even said, yeah, I could tell as soon as the game started that the Eagles just didn't really care. They didn't want to be here. 
No. And it just showed the more and more that the game went on, just everyone's body language. Yeah. Dallas Goddard getting into getting into it with Hurts. Missed tackles left and right. No one really playing with any heart. Well, the D-line played with heart. No one else other than Devontae Smith or the right. D-line played yeah, like they Yeah, the defensive really line kind of finally got their shit together a little bit. Oh. Milton Williams looked good, which he should have been getting more snaps all season. But Yeah, that's great. I love that the wild card round, they finally get three sacks, sweat finally hit. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, woo yeah, cool, great. We still got our ass beat 32-9. to nine. Like, uh, it, We called that last week. We're like, they're either going to run all over us or they're going to throw for 400 yards. They Fucking Baker Mayfield's out there with yeah, the fucking chef having, hat. 360. We're him like, jeez. Right. As, and he was all banged up, too. Sorry. And he was getting hit. Yeah. It wasn't like we weren't getting to him. Like, he got some pretty solid hits on him without flags. Like, you would think he got the left bruised rib and the tweak ankle. His own player stepped on his fucked up ankle. Yeah, he unfazed. was running. He was making running plays on us. You know, it just, this team was such a pathetic group of football players. And, like, I. Yeah, yeah. This was the second week in a row where two of our defensive backs just ran into each other on a yeah. play. Yeah. Was, was that Maddox and Rick? There's Avante Maddox, yeah. the game changer. Yeah, yeah. Fucking bum. I hope he's yeah. off the team next year. Yeah, Avante, uh, I've defended him for a long time, but I cannot defend that performance. I've been saying this for a while. I think Avante Maddox, great locker room presence i guess uh great if you want to have a solid slot corner for the first five weeks of a season he's your man but beyond that once it starts to get like to late october early november the dude's out he's either hurt when he comes back he can't play and like a lot of that again could go back to coaching and no one really knowing who's calling the plays on defense but mm, that's a bit of a fucking stretch too because since seattle we've had four weeks now five weeks of matt patricia calling the shots I mean, no one's really known what they're doing with Matt Patricia calling the shots. I understand, but, like, don't be throwing it in, like, well, I don't know if it's Desire or if it's Patricia. Shut the fuck up. Like, you guys are all professionals here. Like, you had to figure, put one good game together. They couldn't do that. Like, all week, oh, well, Slade's coming back. He should be, you know, helping us get everything going. This team is just ass. It's a terrible fucking football team from top to bottom. Dude, speaking of Slade, did you see that quote from him? Yeah, I'm pulling it <laughs> are up. Are you pulling that up? I'm yeah. pulling it up now. <laughs> so this is from Zach Berman of PHOY. Says uh, Darius Slay's analogy for how challenging defensive coordinator switch became. It's like trying to find two identities. It's tough. It's like having two marriages. You know how hard two marriages would be? One might want her feet rubbed. One might want her shoulders rubbed. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like to to your point, yeah, I don't think that Avante Maddox's shortcomings can all be blamed on the defensive coordinator switch. But you've heard Darius Slay so eloquently put it. You've heard Hassan Reddick say it's very challenging to switch defensive coordinators, defensive schemes, especially when the defensive coordinator starts switching the scheme up like that, which yeah, that's is ill-advised. But, uh, yeah, the defense, I think there's a lot of personnel issues. Um, actually, let, let's do this. So we'll do the game, and then we'll do the season, right? So if you were to blame, place blame, on the Eagles losing a game by percentage between Sirianni, Hertz, and Matt Patricia. Um, how would you lay the percentages down? This is just for the game. I'll do the season next. Sirianni first. I don't I'm not gonna break it down totally, but I would just say Sirianni first, Patricia second, Hertz third. Okay. Yeah, I'll do same same thing. I'll I'll say it was uh Let's say 60% Sirianni, 
uh, I almost I almost said forty percent Patricia, but like oh, that's already a hundred. <laughs> Hers can do no wrong. Like, yeah. Oh man, I gotta go back to high school. <laughs> yeah, I would put it maybe like let's say uh, let's say fifty five percent Sirianni, um, thirty percent Patricia, eighty five, and then fifteen percent yeah thirds. Okay, See, that's a good. That's yeah. a good. Uh, sure, we're not too far apart. I had Sirianni at sixty percent. Patricia at thirty percent, then Hertz at ten. I think that's I mean, a fair. I think that's a fair. Yeah, uh, I think percentage wise, we're all in agreement that Sirianni goes first, just because offensively, they just had no plan, and he's an offensive coach. He's also yeah. got to motivate the players, just as a head coach. And other than Devonte in the D line, no one really looked motivated. Yeah, and um, yeah, after the game, you have Hertz saying. Yeah, what, what was it? They asked Hertz if like he thought Nick was going to be back. He's like, yeah, I didn't know he was leaving. It's like, well, do you want him back or do you have confidence in him? He's like, I have confidence in everyone. Didn't specifically endorse yeah, him. Yeah, well, he didn't what are you really. Gonna, I mean, what are they? What, they're not, well, they're you just can pull for... Dak Prescott and be like, yeah, I support Mike McCarthy. Yeah, but I don't think, listen, you get after a big loss, like everyone's just trying to get the fuck home. Like clearly they're getting the same question for probably more than just this after the game. And I also think, too, that this was a bigger testament to how good of a head coach Dougie P is because Nick Sirianni didn't face any adversity from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, they got into a slump and they couldn't win games and they played like shit, but your quarter, everybody was healthy on the offensive side of the ball except A.J. Brown for this game. But for the last five weeks, you've had the same fucking team the whole time and you couldn't do anything different. You couldn't dumb it down to help it out. You're gonna Okay, maybe the little... Offense is too elaborate with the screenplay, so we have to do something different. Didn't do that. The defense, he couldn't step in and say, hey, hmm, this is weird. We're giving up 350 passing yards a game to Kyler Murray and Tommy fucking Cutlets and Tyler whatever the fuck everybody else's name is that we Tyrod played. That, Taylor. that made everybody else look like an MVP caliber quarterback. He didn't step in at all. Like That, to me, is why it's more to him. The blame is more on him. Yeah. And I think that, cool, you might have bad coordinators, but like, to our point last week, what the fuck does he do? If you yeah, just sit yeah. there I mean, and to say, our point in the summer, yeah. yeah, like what what exactly is in, you know, who could else hold the more blame than Nick Sirianni? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even on the defensive side of the ball, obviously that's not Sirianni's main responsibility. But at some point, you're the head coach. You got to take a little bit of responsibility for what's going on. For there. Sure, you have to be able to recognize that what Patricia is doing, trying to implement a whole new system and a whole new scheme was stupid and you should like that shouldn't have happened you, you know you need to be able to talk to these guys and direct them a little bit well that goes know. back to what we said when they first hired patricia the vibe between him and sirianni i just never thought that that was going to work sirianni was probably i don't want to mess with him yeah you know what i mean and patricia's happy to just tinker and do his own thing and just gave look big. where that's got him it's it's gotten him it won, what, a couple Super Bowls under Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, but nothing on his own. Also, being a fucking defensive coordinator under Bill Belichick is so irrelevant because he's such a defensive coach. So, like, yeah. fuck, the three of us could be a defensive coordinator for him and be like, yeah, wow, we won a Super Bowl. Like, you didn't do shit. We didn't yeah. do anything. Like, yeah, Bill Belichick, ass, yeah, like, what? I mean, it. this is this team gave off the most just bitch-ass energy the last six weeks. You know, inspirational quotes, ass Every other savvy vet that we have, oh, yeah, we're going to turn it around. No, the fuck you're not. Like, dude, I love Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey, but, like, get a fucking grip. Yeah. Like, this, you can't just speak it into existence at this point. Teams see it. They smell that you're fucking soft, 
And they just feast off of it. And they have. Every team we played was just going to town. They had no fight in this team whatsoever. Fucking Georgia Bulldogs. Fucking like a little fucking Chihuahua. They've been doing shit like a bunch <laughs> of little bitch asses out there. Even, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Carter looks slow. Smith had a couple of nice plays in this game. Cool. Again, but that, but they took I mean, where, week, where was he all season? Yeah, right. Yeah. Week 19, you show up and do some shit or whatever the fuck week it is, if you want to count that as a week of football. But like... This team is just soft. There's no fucking fight at all. No energy, no juice, nothing. Yeah, so... Oh. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about the game, who we blame the most for the team's shortcomings for the game. Now we'll do for the season with an added party, right? So, for the season, choices are still Sirianni, still Matt Patricia slash the defense. We'll get, still hurts, but also throw in Howie and the personnel. So between four parties now instead of three, how would you lay the blame? I'd still have to go. I don't fucking know four. I'd still say like thirty-five Sirianni. I probably only give ten if we're doing four for the whole season to Patricia because he didn't really time in until the later part of the season. So I'm at forty-five right now. Probably say thirty Howie. And then 15 hertz. Which yeah, got? it's probably, I don't know exactly how I'd split it up, but it'd probably be Sirianni, then um, I guess Patricia, or just like the, def- you know, I guess a combination of Patricia and Desai, just the defense in general, and then um, Howie, and then Hertz. Yeah, so for me, right, I got Sirianni at 50%. Make sure I can read my own notes right. I have. Howie slash the defensive personnel, really personnel in general, at 25. Mm-hmm. I have Hertz 15. And yeah, Matt Patricia, Sean Desai at 10. Because the way I look at it is Sirianni, we've already talked about. I have a couple quotes here that uh, I guess I can read in a second. But my issue is with Howie and the defensive personnel is you brought back Bradbury and Slay. You know what I'm saying? Two corners over 30. Slay gets hurt and misses the end of the year when we could have used those games, right? Mm-hmm. If we could have won one or two of those games, we're probably the two seed and probably still playing right now. Right. Um, you bring back Bradbury, which... Ugh, don't even get me started, man. Good Lord. My man looks like he should be in a walker right now. Jesus Christ. Um, you don't do anything about linebacker, as I said a few episodes ago. Right. The defensive philosophy needs to change from the top. And how he's a part of that. And you rely on just drafting Georgia guys, which is great. It's great to draft from the SEC. But you got to realize there's good players in the Big 12, you know what I'm saying? There's still good players in the Pac-12. We haven't had the best luck with them, but there are some some good right. players there. And, yeah, just the personnel just was not ideal. Um, then, obviously, like we said with Hurts, a lot of the coaching really just failed him. Certainly there are some things that he could have done better, but overall the coaching just let him down. And actually, like I was saying, I got a quote or two. This is from Jason Kelsey today at exit interviews with the players and the media. He said, Oh, don't tell me I don't have this. Oh yeah, here we go. So Jason Kelsey said last summer that defense has spent the off. This is from Zach Berman as well. Defense has spent the offseason studying the Eagles' offense and how to defend them. How did that turn out? Here's Kelsey's quote. It's not like it was one thing. I think everybody kind of had their flavor of ways to do it. 
Obviously, the last two weeks, the flavor has been to really overload pressure. Zero pressure. Really stack the boxes. And it's worked. I think we'd love to have more opportunity to get those things corrected because I think we can get that fixed. But again, like Sam Fran just rushed for and played soft zone. I don't know that there's any one way that teams decided to defend it. I think it's collective, just overall lee-wide. I think emphasis is on things that you're doing and have success. It just wasn't as good this year. Coaching's got to fix that. Yeah, it gives me uh, like flashbacks to when they used to send VHS tapes or DVDs, whatever it was, to McNabb for film, and they would put Disney movies in there. But like, all right, well, here's like the <laughs> thing coming up for the next team. And be like, did you see? It's like, oh man, yeah, great scheme. Like, I see the defense. Like, we're gonna be good to go. They're like. Bitch, like, we didn't even put any film on that shit. There's a movie in there. Like, he just didn't look <laughs> yeah, at film. I do remember that. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And yeah. I feel like Nick Sirianni is giving off that energy where, like, he, as the head coach, it's fine if the coordinators are doing shit that isn't working and, you know, mm-hmm. it worked for 11 weeks for 10 and 1, so you kind of, you let it slide. It's like that one kid in class that you think there's a teacher, like, okay, wow, this kid's a genius, but then you're not really paying attention that, wow, well, he's, they're doing pretty good even though they're not really the best student usually. Like, something must be up, but... You let it slide, and then by the time you get to like the third, fourth quarter of the of the year for school, you're like, interesting. He's kind of falling off here. Like, what's going on? But you don't do anything about it, and then they end up flunking out. You're like, what the fuck? Like everything was fine. Where I feel like he had a chance to, when you're riding high, ten and one, instead of fucking jerking yourself off in your office because you're fucking feeling good about yourself. Look at some film. Maybe you have a tough stretch coming up. You know, teams are going to be studying you, stuff like that. Andy Reid did it. Dougie P did it. Built every. Bet yeah. every good coach that's won anything, Bill Belichick, Harbaugh, the one in Baltimore, um, <laughs> you still are a student of the game learning because you know people after putting yourself on the map last year and talking all that shit, they're going to come and try to beat your ass. I mean, we were talking a lot of shit last year in the playoffs and regular season. I don't think Sirianni did that, and it showed a lot later half of the season. Yeah, Teams came up with fucking receipts, and we had nothing to show for it. Yeah, I mean – all season long, you're looking at, yeah, we aren't playing to the standard. We haven't found our identity. Bye week comes. We're coming off, uh, or we're going into, we're coming off that Dallas game. You got yeah. KC on the docket. That's a great time to really assess and see, yeah, why haven't we found our identity? Right. Why haven't we played to the standard? Instead, I don't think any of that happened, which it, it makes you wonder, right? Because Sirianni just progressively looked more worn down and more tired. Yeah. As the season went on, it's like, dude. What do you do that you're sleeping in your office? Right. What the hell? I Just because you're there every day, all day, doesn't mean you're actually doing anything. I mean, I, it. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it doesn't make. I, I can sit in front of my computer for eight hours a day. That doesn't mean I'm working. You know what right. I'm saying? I saw something today about how some people will, um, in order to make themselves seem like they're working harder at their job, they'll on their outlook they'll have like. Um, I guess you can like schedule emails. So mm-hmm. you'll like schedule some emails to go out, like you know, like a half hour mm-hmm. or whatever after you normally clock out. Hell so yeah. it seems like you're like you're, staying wow, late. Trevor's yeah. staying up late doing uh, work. And so it's like I don't know. Maybe maybe Sirianni's got <laughs> figured out some kind of loophole, make himself uh you know. And he got see. exposed. I mean, and it, it just I've never seen a team not like they literally. I haven't seen a team, especially this good on talent and offense, to be like, yeah, we're going to make a change to find our identity. Like, you can't just – it doesn't just click one day, 15 yeah. weeks into football, like, oh, we're going to be aggressive now. Like, no, that shit happens That's in training, training camp. camp shit. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. you get that shit at the beginning of the season. And uh, 
But that's my take on on Sirianni. I think the Harry Wilson piece is big too this year. Where last year we still had five weeks left or six weeks left. We were ten and one again, or you know ten and two, whatever we were. And he went out there and got Indomitian Sue and Linval Joseph got these big dudes up front to help with the run game, and it did give the other guys that were starting like Hargrave and Cox and Graham a break because you could put these new big guys in that have been working out all all season and not playing games where. The moves that he made this year, you got Kevin Bayard, which I get it is a good move. It would have been a better move to pick him up in the offseason, like a Malcolm Jenkins, to learn it to be the commanding general of that safety secondary. Mm-hmm. You throw a guy in a volatile position like that, the way that this secondary had been playing, it was doomed yeah, to fail. Yeah, doomed to fail. Yeah. And you bring in Shaq Leonard, which was great to steal from Dallas, I guess, but like in hindsight, didn't pay off. Let yeah. them have him. I mean, it didn't yeah. make any sense. So like you those moves, I like the draft moves still. They're a young, immature core up front. So I'm not gonna put too much blame on them yet. Let them next year is their big tell year if they can really have a nice full off season, you know, get some rest. Hopefully they get in shape, cut a couple of LBs and see what they can do. But uh, the late season moves this season from Howie were a little bit uh, just soft compared to the yeah. previous years. It just seemed like the fact that like Linval Joseph and Adamican Sue worked out so well last year sort of gave them some false confidence that you'd just be able to do the same thing this year. And it's like, yeah, you're not always going to be able to pick up some veterans on the scrap heap and have them be big contributors. Like we got kind of lucky that it worked out that way last year. Yeah, it was more a Golden Tate than it was a JHI. Yeah. Yeah, big you know time. I mean? Yeah, so. The thought was there, which I like. I, I love a late season, you know, right end of uh, the free agency move or whatever it is, the trade deadline. Like, that's, I love that we still have a play in there to get draft picks and shit like that. But it also has to make sense on paper. You can't throw just a 30-plus-year-old safety in there and expect him to be an all-pro for the last six weeks, like it doesn't make sense that way. Where mm-hmm. defensive lining kind of, you know, you could in Damakasu doesn't need to learn to fucking ski. You're not relying on speed. Either. Right. You yeah. know what they know what they're doing, you know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. that I would have loved to have him back anyway because it would have helped maybe helped out the run game or something. And it would have given the defensive right. line you could have had a better rotation. Right. Because these guys were tired by the end of the year. Until the final game when they showed up. But it, whatever. Um Yeah, so Guess we are, we're all in agreement that Howie deserves a hefty amount of blame. Yeah, I mean, we, the, the var- good thing is varying we have, percentages and degrees. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm certainly not calling for the he, guy's head. No, I He's think still, no, uh, right. No, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, his season starts now. Now's when Howie's season starts because yeah. he has a lot to work with. I think he cut a lot of the fat off. I think you know you got to just let go of half that receiving core. Let go of every running back in the room except for Swift. Love Boston Scott and all that, but like get cut everybody Swiss, Swiss a free agent I know but I'm saying if you got to bring back anybody you cut you're telling me you don't want to bring back Rashad Penny uh, it breaks my heart but I don't know if he's going to come back <laughs> hey or man not. a yeah. penny saved is a penny earned <laughs> I just think you cut everybody except Swift uh, re-sign his ass I don't hate Julio Jones for cheap. I'm not gonna lie. He's over, too old. Over Quez and Zacchaeus. If you give her back on that, like go, a go, go on get a veteran a, thing, go get a, a you probably find someone. You, yeah, you can find someone else to. They're saying we're gonna draft. To. They're saying we're gonna draft a receiver in the first round. Yeah. I would. Did you see but... that stat that came out about the Eagles uh, screen passes this season? Sixty-nine. It was like it had like some like the one of the highest rates of screen passes, and over the course of the season, netted negative. 27 yards. What? We ran yeah. it 69 times. How do you have negative yards on screenplays over the course of an entire season? Because 
Have do you have you ever seen one that actually yes, worked out? See, <laughs> like math, mathematically, that just doesn't seem possible. Yeah, on Monday they threw. I think they threw into Devante, and there was just no one blocking. And it was like, I guess this is. It, it was, was funny because I wasn't thinking. I'm thinking like you know, it was like I've, third I've and criticized, four. I've criticized the team a lot for not being creative enough on offense, but the no blocking screen pass this is a new little wrinkle that they've scheme. On your only health and receiver, I don't know what you call that. <laughs> right. I guess it's not really a screenplay because there's no screen. <laughs> on the <laughs> like, one guy on the team built like me, they're like, "All right, go out there." I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, I mean, you know, it just, it just. It's asinine, dude. I'm just glad it's over. I I could not. It was so. I had no fun the last three weeks watching football when the Eagles played. Where like, yeah. what a turn of events! I've the last year and a half have been like the most electric games we've seen. Like they were blowing teams out. They were fun to watch. The last three or four weeks have just been so painful. Yeah, yeah I, it just you know when they're bad. When a team is bad, it's like no big deal. Okay, they play like shit. You're happy that they score a touchdown, do something fun. Like okay, woo, it's great. Whatever, you get your ass beat. Not a big deal. When this team is like. They're good. They're a good football team, but they play so bad. It's like this is just hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, painful. As I've gotten older, I've definitely come a homebody that watches the games at home mostly. You know, like I like to have some beers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. These last three weeks, or I guess the last two, the the one game Trevor and I watched at McCuskers, but the last two weeks watching the games. I drank one beer and was like, "Yeah, I don't even want to drink anymore." This it's not game worth has just it. sucked the excitement <laughs> yeah. out of out of me. I'm gonna go downstairs so, and exercise. Yeah, and, uh, I'm gonna go make dinner I'm or just clean the house. I uh, guess yeah. I'm, I'm it's just not exciting. Say, it's not fun. It's not energetic. It's just they don't care. Why should I? I'm not caring about this shit. Then. Yeah, I was half tempted to just start binge eating a gallon of ice cream watching that game Monday. Sell I the didn't. Team. I didn't sell the team. Did you though? A little bit. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. I didn't want to have to deal with that stomach curling in the morning. Dairy <laughs> does that to me in my older age. You start Damn. to develop not an, in, an intolerance to lactose, lactose, but certainly an annoyance. That's that's not the correct term, but my body doesn't like ice cream like it used to. I think I made br- no. I made brownies on Monday. Yeah, never mind. I like a brownie. Oh, wait, no, yeah. The, yeah, the game was, yeah, I made brownies Monday. Yeah, some, yeah. some brownie ice cream? Mm. Brownies, and I bought vanilla ice cream, yeah. So, he, you know, when it came out nice and hot, put a little... Just, All right, hold up. Favorite ice cream? Oof. Favorite? Oh, I love... And this could be... Well, it's probably between two, but my favorite, I will say, is mint chocolate chip. But it's got to be the green kind. Okay. You know you get mint chocolate I'm chip. I'm partial to a mint chocolate chip. You know you get mint like, chocolate chip with the white. I like mint. the white or the green. Uh, the green, for some reason, just tastes better. I don't know if it's a visual thing because you assume like mint with green. Yeah. But I love mint chocolate chip. That's that's a good choice. Yeah. I'd say mint chocolate chip is probably my top five. We don't got to do top fives, just your top. Trevor, what you got? Uh, I'm a cookies and cream guy. Mm. Love a cookies and cream. Okay. Like Oreo cookies and cream. Oh, yeah. That stuff's great. That shit rocks, too. See, see, I'm a chocolate chip cookie dough. I like, Ooh, I like the cookies yeah. before they're cooked. Yeah. Taking my chances, yeah, barking yeah. up the salmonella tree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that true, though? I don't think so. I don't think so I've been either. eating cookie dough ice cream since I was six. I've been eating cookie dough, cookie dough. I love cookie dough. Yeah, yeah when you're making cookies and yeah. you just eat the, the leftover dough. You got to yep. eat the batter. Yes, sir. Oh, come on now. But I yeah. mean, I yeah, I don't buy any of that shit. Salmonella's fake. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yo, but chocolate chip damn, cookie dough. It's a damn liberal uh, yeah. nanny state I government. I put that cookie dough on my gas stove. Me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning the gas stove on, eating cookie dough, shooting off illegal fireworks in my backyard. Ripping a shot of fireball mid-cook. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, dude. 
Damn, no, I love ice cream just rocks. Yeah, I, I hate that I can't eat it like I used to. Yeah. If I even, like, if I went home right now after a couple beers, had a couple scoops of ice cream, ooh, tomorrow morning would be rough, man. See, it's nice, so with the gassy. brownie, the brownie's hot, yeah. you just put, like, one little dollop of, like, vanilla ice cream on top of that, so it gets a little soft. Oof. Yeah, what maybe. about pumpkin pie with ice cream, though? Y'all do that? I prefer... Not a pumpkin pie. Guy. I like pumpkin... Oh, I like... really? What, what's your... Okay. Pie? We're talking yeah, pies now. now we're talking pies. Oh, I'm uh, ready. I love an apple. Okay. Mm-hmm. It can never go wrong with an Classic apple. Classic apple pie. My favorite is pecan. Or like... Pecan. A, or like a shoe... Interesting. Or a shoe fly pie. I like it real thick and molasses-y. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can respect that. I like that. Seaman, I like a sweet potato pie. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. granddad makes them. I was hanging out with this man this weekend. He was telling me, you know what his secret ingredient is? Orange zest in his oh, sweet potato damn. pie. Yeah. Banging, dude. Damn. You put that with a little vanilla ice cream. Hell yeah. Mm, that's eating, buddy. See, but that's got a nice little base to it, like a pumpkin pie. It's thick. Yeah, I put, it's great. Yep. Funny enough, though, I do only whipped cream with the pumpkin pie, but I do ice cream with apple pie. Because you get the, the little ap- yeah, you get the apples, you know what I mean? The I textures never, are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never did the ice cream with the pumpkin pie. But, yeah, pecan or shoe fly, whew, man. I, I do love like that. a pecan pie. Oh. But, uh, all right, yeah, I just had to get that out there. That was probably more enjoyable than talking about the Eagles for the last time. I'm hungry as yeah. shit, yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice to end it on a sweet note. About to go to yeah. well, 7-Eleven after this, yeah. get some Ben & Jerry, get some fish food. Maybe. Yeah, yo, you can get the Tasty Cake pie, little yeah. pies. Yep, I've done that before. Or a little yeah. eclair. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll be eating good tonight. Yeah, gotta get some get some hot dogs. Mm. I, I did eat a lot of hot dogs. Yeah, I saw that. You had four hot dogs and, like, a pound of roasted potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I, I made too many too You're many a potatoes. heathen, dude. You're going to hell for that. <laughs> I was eating those potatoes, like, for the rest of the night. I was like, I'm not gonna... I just, like, had them, like, sitting on the table in front of me while I'm watching shit on TV and just, like, <laughs> picking up the rest oh of the night. Oh, my God. I was just like, I know I'm gonna get hungry at some point before I go to bed, so I'm not gonna, like, put these potatoes in the fridge or something. I'm just gonna leave them out. And, potatoes are um, like that, though. I did. I did They're have good to like for days. Did, yeah, I did yeah. have to like zap them at one point. Just put them in the mic for like for like. Um, yeah, you put a little salt and pepper on it. Could be good. You put in a little egg. Yeah, not bad. Sprinkle some cheese. Yeah, I was yeah. Doing the, a little cheese. Yeah, I was doing the potatoes in the in the air fryer. Oh, oh it's a little twice baked. Oh hell action. yeah, that's the way to do it. So yep. good. Mm. Easy. So yeah, instead of Eagles talk, we'll have culinary talk on the pod soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But yo, my last thing for the Eagles. Well, how much do we want to spend on Kelsey? Mm, no, no, not not until it's committed. Yeah, it hasn't been yeah. made official. I don't, seen... I don't think it's, he's been flooding the inner web and all that. I don't need to be getting into it yet. Yeah, it seems likely he does, but until he officially announces it, I think we hold yeah. off on speculating. But yeah, my we'll other thing next week maybe is let's take bets on if Sirianni's the coach next week. Whoever is right. Or whoever's wrong has to do shots on the pod. Two shots on the pod next week. <laughs> All right. So, I don't think he's the coach next week. Which is weird because last week I said that I didn't think he deserved to be fired. I kind of do now. And just given everything else that's gone on the last week, I've had a change of heart. I don't think he's the coach. Uh, I'm going to say, what kind of whiskey should we get you? I think he's still here. Hmm. Well, I still owe you a bottle. Damn, I forgot about that. I think he's here. I also think he's staying. I mean, there was a report that just came out today that him and Howie are looking at, you know, potential coaches to fill OC, mm-hmm. DC. And, I mean, this 
doesn't necessarily rule out that he's going to get fired because this is kind of the same dynamic that happened with Doug. And then it was that's like a what week I'm, later. I, I, that's what I think you is going to happen. Gonna go like that? Yeah. yeah. Well, the only weird thing that I think that you might be on to something though, Avery, is that like it's not just OC in DC. He's also coaching like there was a weird other person they're looking at too, like a coaching specialist or some shit like that, which is like a weird kind of thing to be looking for. Uh, which is something, you know, it's not just like the coordinator's positions he's looking at. He's looking at like other people to help him out, I think, which which is good. I mean, he's a young, it's fine if you need to get like some veteran help, which we said well, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about that. Like he needs a yeah. I more feel like calm every, guy. Yeah. I also feel like every team should have some kind of just game management, clock management specialist type of guy on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. It feels like there's so many. I mean, that happened with um, – in the uh, Rams game this week. Oh, they I mean, burned their two-time. Oh, yeah, they and like McVay's a really good coach. I like him a lot, but he makes weird mistakes like that with game management stuff a lot. And you, there's a lot of guys like that. It's just like a weird thing, you know, just because you have good schemes and good philosophies and that you can manage personalities and this and that. The actual in-game heat of the moment, like having to make these like quick decisions – some guys just aren't uh, as good at it. And need need someone just sort of telling them what to do. Yeah, so. but you know who's better? I don't. I don't buy into that. I think that the less people you have on the sideline, the better off. I feel like he needs to trim down the fucking extra coaches on the team and just get a core group of guys yeah. figure this team out just to get it right. You get too many other people. If I hear again next year that we don't know who's calling the shots, we're fucked right off the yeah. bat. I mean, I'm sure you could certainly Andy get Reed rid is, of the. Uh... Andy Reid's historically terrible with clock management, and that guy's a hall of fame head coach yeah like yeah you know it's part of the game you're a head coach you're gonna miss some cues here and there you don't need to fucking get someone to do that job for your bitch ass you're the head coach what the fuck else are you doing they should at least be especially to... sirianni yeah you ain't doing yeah. nothing else and he got popcorn thrown in his ass fucking pussy <laughs> that yeah. i mean his game management even in that game like i don't really want to spend too much time on it but at the end of the half when they oh, the end of the first that half, was infuriating that was oh my god when they just they have the ball i think two timeouts left then they run the ball. Yeah, they, then they run the then ball. Then they decide to run the and ball. And then for third down, they just run a screen pass to, I think it was to Quez. Third and four. Third yeah, and third four. and four, and you still have time and timeouts, yeah. and that's what you do? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, so wild. to your point, he does need some game management help. But I think ultimately, like, this report came out from uh, Ian Rappaport. I think you're, the source you're citing is Diana Rossini. Mm. They both know their stuff, but... Uh, Ian Rappaport saying that Jeffrey Lurie said, I want a, a plan for how you're going to fix this tomorrow, which today's Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday. I think he expects it by end of business Thursday. And if he sees the plan and he doesn't agree with it, I think Sirianni's gone. I'm okay with that. I don't mind doing two shots if he's gone, <laughs> but I think he's still here. So it's a win-win for me. It doesn't really matter that way. I'm and, not doing two shots if he's here at this point. Well, obviously, I'm a saying, though, but, well, yeah, you are. You're going to have to. That's a bet. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this was your idea. That's true. He said, whoever loses, do two shots. I'm not doing two shots, so yeah, we still here. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. But if he's gone, then y'all be happy and celebrate and do two shots anyway. It's a win-win for me. Yeah. I don't give a shit. If he's here, whatever. If he's gone, again, whatever. But then, you know, that's a new topic for a different day. Yeah, so, all right. We will see. I mean, I think that's all I had on the Eagles. Yeah, I had some other quotes and whatnot to read about the coaching, but the coaching sucks. It. I don't need to Fuck read them all. anymore. Sell the team. Oh, <laughs> we won't go that far. All right. 
Well, <laughs> what do we want to do next? Are we going to do Flyers, Sixers? Uh, we could, I guess, touch on the Flyers real quick before we get to the Jokic and B stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, great road trip. Three wins. They keep, they just keep winning. Um, they're now second in the Metro. Um, deadline is approaching. Kind Trade of, deadline in HL is late. It's what? It is late pretty late. February? Yeah, I forget exactly when, but. I want to say it's around February 26th. I might be making yeah, that up, but it is late like it's that. It's very much like a, um, you know, people want to get last minute pieces for a playoff run. We gave Drew away late in the season last year. Yeah, too, I mean, like it, yeah. it happens, but it's so much later than the NBA or NFL season yeah. trade deadlines by comparison or even MLB. Yeah. There are some reports that they may they they seem reluctant reluctant to uh trade Nick Sealer. Yeah, they were, I was listening to PHLY. They They're talking about re-signing him. him. No. I don't yeah, I don't really see the point in that. He's um, what, 30, 31? Yeah, I think he'll be he's like He's not 31. that good. He's a like he's an, fine. He's a vibes guy, right? But, yeah, but you have all these guys potentially coming up to fill those roles. And I don't, I mean, if they wanted, if he want, if he was willing to sign for like one, one more year or something, but if, if it ends yeah, up he's having blocking to be like Ollie a two, Bonk if he's doing that, dude, I think Ollie Bonk's going to be coming up next year. He's doing it. He could. Ollie Bonk's pucking. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing great in juniors. I mean, the caveat that it's juniors, but I could, I could definitely see a world where he comes up next year as like a, you know, impresses in, in training camp and earns himself a spot. But yeah, you don't want, um. You don't want Nick Sealer blocking a, a spot as as nice as he's been to have around. He's just kind of a guy right. at the end of the day, and you could probably get you know a third round pick for him, which is you know whatever. It's a third round pick, but at this point, they're still you know despite their success, they still are a rebuilding team and should be mm-hmm. trying to stockpile as many picks as they can. Yeah, they need to not get so like drunk off of the fact that. Yeah, we're in second place in the Metro. We're playing way above expectations. Young yeah. guys are developing. Yes, you're ahead of schedule, but you're not that far ahead of schedule where it makes sense to extend a vibes guy yeah. because you feel like he's the, the the difference between you winning a Stanley Cup and not. I mean, yeah, and I mean, it's, may- and they already have some other you know vibes guys on the team already. I would say that are a little Younger. more impactful than him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm. Hoping that they go ahead and trade him. It seems like a foregone conclusion that they are going to trade Walker. Which, which yeah, also we makes saw sense. we saw that coming a while ago. He's also I mean, slowed down considerably. Yeah, you know, expiring contract. Um, you know, I like I I do I I like the the idea that they can just sort of with their coaching can kind of it's like a you know sort of like pump and dump. Yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, get. Uh, crank up these guys stats make them look pretty nice with Tortorella's system and get a pick or two for him that's the way to do a rebuild yeah Yeah, that's how you do it i mean the old guys look good ship them out for a little trade capital connected to getting the captain captain nod which is great to see no that's not real is it no that was a fake rumor oh was (laughs) it a few people i know there's a lot of people that fell for that but no it's not that doesn't happen if anything it goes to coots but yeah and connect me might get an a yeah, he's earned it at yeah. this point. Hmm. I don't know who else has the A's right now. I it's guess Lawton. it's Couturier and Lawton. Yeah, because they do. Yeah, there is no captain. Has a captainless team ever won the Stanley Cup? Is that- has <laughs> a rebuilding team ever won yeah. the Stanley Cup? Well, That'd be a good little move right there. We will see. Yeah, yeah. 
But, it's uh, the other big thing is the goalie situation. Yeah, I want to talk about this, yeah. man. This is Pat, you might you might be you might be on to something. You might be excited about this. Well, let me get me started here now. Sam Erson's been pucking, man, in that Winnipeg game. Granted, I only watched the first period in the half or so, but he was playing his ass off mm-hmm. against the Jets coming into that game, had not lost a game at home. They were they had won eight in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other thing? What's the other thing? Oh, the Flyers on the second half of a back-to-back. Couture was out with a minor injury. Drysdale was, was out with whatever the flu, COVID, RSV. The, ma- the mask disease. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dog <laughs> mask disease. The, dog, the DMD. The, the dirty Damn. dog mask yeah. disease. But, uh, and they came, they they shut them out 2 nothing. Urson had a couple really strong saves. I know probably the first or second pod of the Flyers season, I said he's not an NHL goalie. I am firmly eating my words, man. He's yeah. playing his ass off. Looks good. Big time. So, we looking at a goalie controversy here. A little bit. Um, I'm not completely ready to say, you know, this guy is a, a legit, like, number one goalie just yet because it's still a pretty small sample size. And he did have some rough, pretty rough mm-hmm. games earlier. Um, but... I mean, nah, fuck Carter Hart's a bitch, dog. Fuck that shit. He looks great. <laughs> and yeah, and I mean, and the other thing is that Carter Hart's, um, I think he's an RFA this summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, and he's already making beten- good money. Yeah, they would potentially looking to re-sign him. And, like, gonna... and given where they where the team is and where they are in this rebuild, I just not sure. As as much as I I do like Carter Hart, I think he's like a fine goalie. I just don't know if it's the wisest thing to nope. give him nah. a significant uh, raise, give him term. So here's the deal. Or, or you want to go? Nah, that's it. I just think, <laughs> I, I've been on the fucking, you know, ever since this offseason about trading all the shit. I was ready to ditch his ass fucking before the season even started. So, you know, I don't really care a whole lot. I'm not invested in Carter Hart. You know what I mean? I think that uh, those bitch ass go off into the wind and get a little free agency deal and all that shit. But... You know, I just think he's kind of a pussy at this point. That's all. <laughs> yeah, but you are. Uh, see, like, I won't completely disagree with you, right? Because the thing you kind of see with Hart is, like, he'll let up a soft goal. And then it just snowballs into a, mm. before you know it, he's given up four or five goals. Urson lets, lets up a soft goal and he bounces right back. Dude, he's pretty brolic in that regard. Yeah, brolic, um, I would not use to describe Carter Hart. Swedish. Yeah, yeah Urson's just a, that Stoicism big Swedish boy, dude. Exactly. But uh, the other thing is, like, when we talk about the money aspect of it, Hart, this year, his last year before he becomes a restricted free agent, is making $4 million. You know his agent's only going to want more. He's going to want more. Oh, uh, yeah. It's going to be at least, like, 6 Yeah, they were looking at $6, 7000000 He's good. Yeah. I don't know if he's that good. And, no. And, it's, and, I mean, look at who the goalies have been on the last few um, – you know, Stanley Cup winning teams. I mean, with the Lightning, I was like, Vasilevsky's like really good. He's like a yeah. really goaltender. But I mean, Kemper? I don't know. Kemp, yeah. Darcy Kemper, Bennington. Yeah, Benning. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. I mean, even going back to 2010, uh, Anthony Niemi. Dude, we made has- it there with Michael Layton. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, and especially considering you have this really solid defensive system in place that is focused on shot suppression, blocking shots. That's not to say that you don't need like a good goaltender, but it helps. But you don't need to have I mean, like a pristine goalie then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, like it's just maybe not where you want to invest that much cap space, right? In a, in a cap league. Also, the name Carter Hart. You want that to be your goalie? 
You know what I'm talking about? That is not one of my concerns. Right, that's but... not... Carter Hart, Carter Fart. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Bitch so, ass. I'm and, you. and the other thing too is that they have mm. some potentially some nice guys in the pipeline. Uh, yeah, we we're talking about him Kolosov, last week. Um, d- d- he's d- over in the KHL. He's been looking really good. Apparently, I mean, I, I'm I'm saying this like as if I've watched a guy. Like I haven't fucking watched. He just guy, got but... back from Russia. Yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> you're the one that knows the Russian. I was like, talking to my sources over there. No, but he's you know. By all accounts, is this like super athletic, um, you know, goaltender? And then that other Kolosov. guy. See that um, name, though? That guy with a Z. Oh, I don't Like Zevgren or some yeah, shit like that. I think he's like Finnish. Don't ask me, man. I should know this. But he's been killing it. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I haven't Whatever really the fuck. Paying I gotta attention. Look up These are the names that you want as a goalie, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kolosov, Zinnif, whatever. Even Arison, I kind of like. Yeah, Arison. But here's the mean? thing with Arison talking about the money. Arison's making nine hundred k, and he he's going to make that next year, I think. Yep. So to me, yes, the cap is going to rise as we get out of the post COVID world, and like the NHL starts to make a little TA or TV money. But yeah, I'd rather pay a goalie nine hundred k as opposed to seven million. million. Yeah. Because man, to me, it's not a direct comparison. It's not apples to apples, but it kind of reminds me of the NFL with the the rookie QB deal, right? Big time. You like, get him for like we the made four it to the Super Bowl when Wentz was on his rookie QB deal. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We made it last year when Hurts was on his rookie QB deal. Yep. In a cap league, you can build a lot easier around that entry-level contract, that rookie deal, than when this guy is making $7 Plus, million. you get them when they're in that hungry state. They haven't quite made it yet. Yeah, they want to prove themselves. They're happy yep. to be in the league. They're, they're doing well. Or they've been in the league for a while and they haven't quite hit that big pay dirt thing yet where, you know, Carter Hart, not for nothing, is great. It's been fun to watch him, yeah. for sure. We were excited. It's been a great run, but I don't know if he's got that same energy. He doesn't he don't have, have that same energy. In him, dude. Yeah, at all. You can that's just fine. Call how we see it. You His don't name's have that Carter. Dog in him. You kidding me? His last name's Hart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not coming at my man's okay, name. Your guy's I name am. Is, fuck uh, that name. <laughs> Igor Zavrigan. Zavrigan? Another Russian guy. Where's his face? It could be just Zavrin. That, is that what he looks like? He doesn't have a face? No, that's just. Uh... Nah. I know. I'm kidding. Zavrin. Igor Zavrin. That's how you say that. I'm gonna say Zavrin. I'm gonna say Zavrin. I don't know, man. That's that Ukrainian he, be coming out these Russian easy. shit. I'm just gonna call Look him EZ, dude. Easy. Yeah, there we go. EZ. That's his name to me. Oh yeah, he looks. Yeah, he looks. He like, looks Eastern European as fuck. Look yeah. at this guy. He looks. He like looks like he looks like he's killed a guy. He, he looks he like looks, he looks badass, dude. Yeah. Well, how old is he? 18, 19, he's young yet, right? Old enough. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think they may have just drafted him in this last draft. Yeah, he's young yet, I know. We got a pronunciation. Teenage goalie he's prospect. He's dominating Russia. Hell yeah. He's teenage, so yeah, he's probably 19. Damn, he young? Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well. See, so either way, we got a dog right there in Russia. Yeah, we got a he'll come over. Mishkov will come over. We'll be like the USSR, dude. We'll be singing back in the USSR. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, Flyers on a nice little run here. Looking pretty pff, crazy good. I mean, Four they had game. what as of yesterday, two days ago, they had a 69. Well. A, Decent chance. I don't know what it was. When you said Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, you said teams are seventy percent chance. Is seventy? I could go back through yeah, the notes. Seventy yeah. percent, and then like Christmas, it was like in the eighties, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, I think as it stands right now, like they're 
play they're like odds to make the playoffs is, is like 60 something yeah they're they're probably going to make the playoffs yeah. i think they might I, I feel like the most likely thing is that they slip into one of those wild card spots um just if you look at their goal differential it's not doesn't quite stack up to other teams that are like hmm. that but i mean the um I, I also feel like our schedule's been pretty hard. That's though. that scrappy That's energy, though. You're not going to get that like big. T- Although the last four games have been putting up pretty good goals too, a couple four spots here and there. Yeah, I mean they've been doing pretty well. Yeah, I'd have to look to see what our strength of schedule is compared to the other teams in the Metro. I could see them but, going to the second round in the playoffs. Yeah, so that's the thing I wanted to talk about, right? So, assuming they maintain the second or third spot in the Metro, they play whoever gets the other. So if they get the second spot in the metro they play the third spot if they get the third spot they play the second and then of course they drop to a wild card then they play the first in the atlantic which probably be kind of tough but regardless right so assuming they hold the spot there and now and they have to play a metro team i mean that's looking like it's gonna be detroit pittsburgh washington the islanders the devils or carolina outside the carolina i would like their chances in a seven game series against any of those teams yeah and also they're, this is the kind of team that when it gets into the playoffs, there's no expectations. They're just having fun again. And if a team is a top seed or whatever else that has to play them too, they're not – I would be more nervous to play the Flyers in the playoffs oh, than the yeah, Flyers or vice lose. versa. They're playing Flyers, money. The Flyers lose, like, no big deal. Fuck it. You guys were shitting on us the last year and a half anyway. Where this team now, I mean, this is – the energy you want to bring into the playoffs, yeah. where no one wants to play the team that doesn't want to, f- the reckless energy coming right. in here. And I think it's good to see also, like, the fact that this team has been growing and doing so well together that it's also made Torch seem so much more comfortable and happy. Yeah. I mean, he finally feels like he's settled into the city, settled and into his, his first players. encounter with a reporter. Yeah. Yep. Play- the players seem to be way more like, holy shit, yeah. Like, t- it just seems like a very good ecosystem in there, similar to the Sixers having a good, you know, thing going for them that way, where they have just a kind of fun, energy about them yeah i was trying to figure out which league that other that other russian goalie is he's in the the vhl which translates into the uh the supreme hockey league which i guess is one level below the khl in russia so he's in like he's in like the russian ahl basically well he'll be there soon as if he's playing that well you would think supreme would be yeah i think he has like a 950 (laughs) save percentage or something crazy like that yeah jesus he's been good that's what happens when you fight with grizzly bears, man. Yeah, dude. Those silly Russians, they have their reflexes. Supreme League as a second league. <laughs> the Supreme, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I think is there, uh, the KHL's like, championship or something is called like the champion of Russia or something like that, too. It's something like it's something really cool. funny like that. Yeah. Czar of Russia. What the fuck? Yeah, you get, you get to just become the, the president for yeah. like a week if, you, if, you're, if you're the finals MVP in the KHL. Damn. Well, go for the Flyers, though, on a little uh, unforeseen crazy-ass run here, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I called this from the get-go. I said that they were going to surprise people, and I said they'd fight for a playoff spot, but I didn't think they were going to make it. Hence, the six shots of bananas bet. It's looking more and more <laughs> after every game like that's probably going to be a thing. So you keep making these ways, like... Making these two shot bets too of whiskey, you have to be having eight shots at some point on that one, maybe. Mm. Six is my max. Six <laughs> is a lot, dude. Ugh. Well, anyway, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to dread this any more than I already am. Um, anything else on the Flyers? Or are we good? I think that just about uh, covers it for only now. Only thing I got about the Flyers, I forget what game it was, but Craig, did you see that? 
Our buddy Craig. Craig. Our buddy Craig oh, was at the Flyers game. Yeah, yeah, he, we uh, know Craig. He we know Craig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he played ping pong with Gritty at the Flyers game. What? He had a. Did a, he win? Uh, I don't know the. Uh, no, I think Gritty beat him, but. Really, he, I feel like wearing that suit would make it kind of hard to play. He had. To, it was hard to tell because the video was like the cut off the board, so I couldn't tell if they were hitting the board or not every now and then. But he had the seats right in like the gritty pit right there. Oh, in the chaos he got pulled, corner. Yeah, he got pulled in to go play ping pong. So shout out Craig for playing gritty. Yeah, yeah, shout out Craig. That shit was yeah. sick. Craig's a good dude. Yeah, I can't hit on that. That's all I had. About. That's my <laughs> Flyers bit. I just Word. thought about that. <laughs> all right, so we move on to the Sixers. So. This tweet I posted on our Instagram today. I thought this was hilarious, man. So this tweet was posted this morning from this dude, Mike Meach, of the Fightins. You remember the Fightins? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, the Fightins. M- m- at Meach Classic one. Classic Phillies blog. From Back like in the, day. the, 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 the like early like, 2010s, like yeah, late yeah. 2000s. Yeah, that's, yep. that's many moons ago. But anyway, so obviously Embiid returned, right? Came back against the Rockets, put up a casual 41-10, and 10, but then... Sixers beat the Nuggets. This tweet goes out, right? This city cracks me up. We just had one of the most demoralizing football seasons in history. And less than 24 hours later, everyone on Twitter is talking shit about beating the defending NBA champs at home in January. Two crying laughing emojis. I'm just like, damn. If that doesn't <laughs> yeah. capture the essence of the hey, city right there, yep. man. You gotta turn the page quick. Yeah. That yep. was just incredible. Like, you gotta move on. It's great to, great to have him be back. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the city just, we're so used to just being demoralized that, like, all right, well, we'll go back on to the next winning thing yeah. real quick. On to the next team we'll that will surely on. crushingly disappoint us in the spring. We'll see. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe this is the, maybe, the, you know. But they look good. Embiid looks great coming back. Um, last night against Jokic, he looked good. Had um, three uh, shots. Three from six from three t- took three. Yeah. He was, he six three-point attempts. Killing it. He wasn't shy from three. Yeah. Even deep mid-range, too. I mean, he was looking pff, just efficient as fuck. Looking great. Yeah, his mid-range jumper is insane, man. Yeah. Like, I was looking at the stats this morning after last night's game. He actually shot higher from two points last year. He shot, like, 54.8%. This year, he's only at 57 But still, I mean... Most guys from like a mid, considering most of his two pointers are mid range, most guys are shooting like 45, 50% Man. from there. So, I mean, tip my cap to him. I think he only got seven boards, but he did get 10 he plus 10 assists, 10 assists. Yeah, yeah, 10 which assists. is his wild. passing was yeah. off the chain. Yeah, dude. it's yeah. kind of funny that him going up against Jokic, it's almost like he was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to do that shit tonight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm going to do some Jokic shit. No sense getting banged around trying to get these boards right quick. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was a phenomenal game. Yeah, uh, that like even if you were not a fan of either of those teams, that was just a great game. Oh yeah, yeah, just, just nonstop scoring in the first half. Really high level offensive basketball. Certainly, yeah, you can fun to watch. You can complain about the defenses not really defending, but at the end of the day, man, it's just really talented high level offensive basketball. You have the Maxi Embiid pick and roll working to perfection. You have Toby in his mid range doing his thing. Then for Denver, you have. Jokic finding Aaron Gordon off all these cuts. Jokic getting Maxi mm-hmm. or Pat Bev on a switch and just going to work in the low post. Jamal Murray with 10 assists. Just high-level offense basketball. A lot of fast break points. A lot of second-chance points. 
It was ugh. exciting basketball. I love the quote from Maxine. They were like, well, what do you do when you get matched up on Jokic? He's like, pray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, that was just a really entertaining game, man. Um, we had Toby time, yo. Toby was hooping. I got some Toby stats. So I forget what he had last night. I think he had 24 on 8 of 10 shooting, 6 rebounds and 3 assists, I think. His last four games, Toby's averaging 25.8 points per game. Damn. 6.2 boards. You know what that means? Assists. You know what that means? He's shooting time 50% from three. It's Toby time. Hell yeah. He's dude. shooting 50 per- 56% from the time. field. And 100% from the line on 5.2 attempts per game. He's been balling, dude. Crushing it. Toby time. Yeah, yeah Toby, man. Toby been hooping. He's back. That's that roller coaster though. That is Tobias Harris. Where yeah. like you know you ride the wave for a couple weeks, maybe a month or two, and then a couple of weeks he'll just be missing bunnies and just yeah. gone. And then he picks it back up again. You're like, what the fuck? Why? You know. But hey, yeah. you got to ride it out while you can. It's a good stretch to do it on. Yeah. We'd we'll love to see him do it when we go back uh, to the Mount High City though and play them there and see if he can do it. There as well. Yeah, that we got that in a couple test. weeks, I think. That's yeah. next Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not this coming Saturday, next yeah. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so like my thing is right, is if this is real, then the Sixers don't really need a third score because Toby can beat that. But realistically we Consistency know Consistency is his issue. Yeah, realistically yeah. we know that this isn't going to happen repeatedly. He just catches lightning in a bottle for a week or two at a time and then lightning runs out, Ben Franklin comes and zaps it up, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's just fun basketball to watch. It's good to see, too, like, it was just a fun game to watch in the way that, like you said, it was high scoring, the defenses were doing okay, whatnot. But, like, you hate to see when either, A, you run over a team because Jokic isn't playing or they don't have Murray playing or someone's not there, and then it's like, oh, well, they're not full strength. Both decently at full strength. Both played out, lights out. And it was good to see Embiid and Jokic, too, kind of go back and forth because we're never really going to see – realistically we probably won't see that matchup in the playoffs ever so this is like our chance to like have a good little you know see the two best centers in the league arguably the two best players in the league the last three years um, play head-to-head and both be healthy both teams be healthy um it's just nice to see yeah Jokic went to McGillan's last night yeah Yeah. that's pretty cool (laughs) yo we gave Jokic a lot of grief on this pod last year about Mm -hmm. the MVP when him and Embiid were battling for it. I've made a complete 180. Jokic is the man. Dude. Yeah, I do. Like yeah, Jokic. he's it's, he's very likable. I, I will give him that. Like, All he wants to do is just do his job and then go see his horses, his horses. and go chill. You seen those commercials last night during the game of him and some player just like sitting in like a hotel looking at like walking a pony looking at other horses? <laughs> yeah. That was so funny, man. Jokic is a funny dude. He's hysterical, man. He's like, I don't want anyone to ever notice me. Like, well, it's hard to not notice a seven foot Croatian man walking around, but Serbian. Serbian. But other than yeah, that, he's... you know what I mean? Oh, pff, okay, please relax. <laughs> but you know, this is what it is. Hope we had a good time. Hope we had a Guinness at McGillan's. But yeah, I wonder if he got wings. I wings. think it was, was wing, it wing night, night, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was wing night. I haven't been there for that. In a yeah, time. it's been many moons. But uh, it's also cool to see the mutual respect him and Embiid have for one another. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's like, funny that they just don't really care about this whole, you know, sort of manufactured feud. media rivalry thing. They just, you know, both respect each other's games. Yeah. And, How could you not? I mean, they're both playing at, it's like not at the same level yet, obviously, but like 
it's like Magic and Larry Bird were like, Everyone's building it up. They're always competing that way in a way for MVP. Obviously not championships because we haven't been there at all. But it's nice to see yeah. that they still have that mutual respect to each other because they're both just fucking freakishly athletic and amazing athletes to watch play basketball. You would never assume that. And like we said before the pod, like they've totally revolutionized the center position of like, mm-hmm. you know, every guy that's a generic center that could be good, uh, they just pff, are doing shit yeah, that doesn't make sense. Sport, yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, I would love to see them in the finals. That'd be a great, oh. great NBA finals. It'd be yeah, amazing. We got to get there. Yeah, but... we were deprived of that last year, man. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully one of these one of these years it happens. Hey, man, yeah. this could be the year, could but be. might not be. <laughs> because here's the thing, right? All our trade targets are going off the board. Yeah, yeah Siakam goes. Siakam, I wanted him big time. I would have been. Mm, I was indifferent on Siakam. I'd have been, been very happy. Would have been a weird fit. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to tra- trade Toby in that deal, mm-hmm. which I don't know if he's. There are certain things he's better than Toby at, but overall, I think it's kind of a wash. I wouldn't I, give up Toby and picks for him if it was one for one swap, right? Yeah, but you're gonna have yeah. to send them picks. For I only that. Like if it was like a, um, if it was a video game, you know, it would probably be worth it because then you'd probably get some kind of special trade. powers from the two uh, <laughs> yeah. Cameroonian guys being on the same team. You yeah, know what I'm but um, the countryman bonus, real yep. life, it probably doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, but you get the Nick Nurse factor. I'm sure he could have figured it out because he knows. But, you know, whatever. So he's going. He's at the Pacers, which I think will be – it's a great move for them, but I don't think it's going to really pan out to anything too crazy for them. Yeah. But the fact that Bruce Brown goes to the Raptors in that deal does, I think, maybe make him a possible target for the Sixers. Yeah, excuse me. Apparently he can be rerouted. The Sixers, I was reading something today that the Sixers can trade multiple players for him, but the Raptors couldn't trade him with multiple players or picks to anyone else. So, like, we could give up Springer in a second for him, and I think that works if the Raptors really want Springer. They probably want someone a little better than him. But, yeah, Bruce Brown, there, there is potential for him to be rerouted, which, I mean, he gives you another wing-type defender. He gives you a little offensive creativity. Yeah. I would take it. Yeah, I've always liked watching him. He's, I mean, hey, he's got he, that, he won a championship last year. He's got that dog spark. in him. Oh too. yeah, yeah. He is a dog. Dude. I think he. I think he would fit into the, you know, the culture and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, him and Pat Bev. Imagine him and Pat Bev come off the bench. Did you? Oh, see, oh, oh. Did you see last night? Someone, <laughs> someone asked Pat Bev. Um, you know. Bringing up the point that he did a really good job defending Jamal Murray, and he just, and he said like I've been locking his ass up my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Bev's the man, dude. Damn. Yeah, Pat Bev's been balling too. He's, I think he's, he's solidified himself given, as yeah. the backup point guard. It's not as dire. It's kind of crazy. Need. He's yeah. given you a lot more than you expected on the court. I mean, it, going in the season, it was just like, yeah, it's cool to have Pat Bev. Um, I don't know. He's like at the tail end of his career and blah blah blah. And I don't really know if he's going to be that impactful of a player. It's kind of a nice vibes locker room guy, but he's actually been producing on the court. He had like some really good defensive plays last night. Hit like a three or at least yeah, one. Yeah, he I had think. two threes. He had two step back threes. Yeah. One over yeah. Jokic. Yeah, yeah. That's all he needs to get that energy going too. Yeah, collect a couple rebounds. Yeah. yeah, Pat Bev's the man, dude. I know. I barely ever doubted him. I did say at one point, if he's asked, so be it. I still want him here. But I always knew that he would perform, man. He feeds off the energy. The city loves him. 
you seen on his pod, he was like, yeah, if I get traded, and then the other dude was like, yeah, the city will riot. The crime <laughs> yeah. rate will skyrocket in this city. Yeah, yeah. True story, man. It's true, yeah. I haven't gotten a Sixers jersey since I peed on my Ben Simmons jersey. <laughs> but uh, I probably am going to get a Pat Bev jersey here pretty That's shortly. A good one to get. That's yeah. a real good one to get. Damn. But yeah, as far as the playoffs go, we'll see. I mean, for me, I'm still Team Scary Terry. We play Scary Terry on Saturday night. We play Charlotte. Maybe they'll get trip a first him a look bit. at him. Yeah. Be like, dude, come over. But uh, anyway, I also think that there is a good chance they sit tight. I yeah, s- they might just wait till the offseason. They have all this ammunition to use then. And apparently, I was listening to um, the Hoops Collective, Brian Rinhorse, and it was Bobby Marks of ESPN, who's like their ESPN's cap guy. He knows the CBA like the back of his hand. And he said, if the Sixers wait and don't trade any picks, then come the off season when the, when the draft hits, they'll be able to trade two draft picks, and they could trade up to five picks. So, even if free agency looks kind of ass, you know there's going to be some star that's just gruntled in the off season. It's like, oh, I want to leave. Which yeah. makes Sixers sense, will be able to so trade five picks and probably some cap, like some capital, some players for him. So I think, barring anything unforeseen. I kind of think that they'll sit tight, and I don't think it's a bad idea. If you can trade five picks for someone that's pissed off versus trade two for someone that could only be a rental or might not be a great fit, I mean, I say go for it with Nick Nurse. He's probably going to give you a lift over Doc Rivers. Milwaukee, as we were watching today before we started recording, mm-hmm. looks kind of mediocre. I shouldn't say that. They they look good, but they don't look as good as they're supposed to be. Yeah. So It also makes sense, though, to that point with the five-pick trade thing is that, like, Daryl Morey in the offseason was really honing on the fact that, okay, if we can't make the Harden deal work out, we're going to do what's best for this year, hope for the best. But next year, we promised Embiid to bring in some extra help and use that capital, whether it's draft capital or whatever, to bring in somebody. So, I, I mean, it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they do just hang tight or make like a very minor move. Mm-hmm. If they were to do anything, like you're not going to break the bank, you're not going to break the draft picks, you're going to bring in someone that could just help out off the bench or whatever. Not going to mess up this starting five vibe. Uh, but that goes hand in hand with what Murray said before the season started. He was like, we're going to focus on next year is a big year for us offseason-wise. We still have Embiid for a little bit. He's still in his prime. Maxie's coming into his own. Like, that's our chance to really hit home on everything. So that would, you know, it would make sense with what he said before the season started. Yeah, I mean, first year with Nick Nurse, figure after. See what he's got to do. Yeah. You know, you didn't. no one expected him to come out here and, do very well like he's doing right now. Yeah. Still holding down third seed. He was dealt a pretty rough Yeah, we had the same spot, yeah. third seed last year with fucking Doc in his fourth year or whatever it was here. Like, you know, for... Come on, guys. Yeah. But you also think that Nick Nurse of Joe Missoula, Adrian Griffin, who Stephen A. Smith was saying should be fired already, mm-hmm. um, and Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is by far the best coach, which in a seven-game series I think is going to make a difference. Big time. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Nick Nurse. I like him. I like that pickup. Yeah, so feeling pretty good about the Sixers. I know last week I was saying, yeah, they could just as easily finish fourth, so they could second. Still probably, or that's still certainly the case, but realistically, I think that they're better than any of the teams that are behind them. I don't think that's groundbreaking yeah. news, but. Yeah, I think they're pretty clearly in a uh, in a different tier than the Cavs and Knicks. And Cavs are on their ass, though, I will say. Yeah, Cavs have been hooping. Yeah. And that's without uh, 
Mobley. Mobley's kind of. I shouldn't say. And Darius Garland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Mobley's Mitchell's not been a, fucking cooking right now. Mobley's not a great fit with that team, but hey, as much as I want to move to Cleveland, we're not a, a Cavs podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah. Although, he could buy a three-bedroom, two-bath, two gar- garage, driveway house in Cleveland, 250 grand. Yeah. In Philly, you, you know what that buys you? A studio. They got some nice-ass yeah. homes out there. Cleveland's all Old, right, like, dude. Victorian-style homes, too, with, like, a big-ass fireplace, right? You too. got a big porch, there's you know fi- what I'm saying? There's some that have fireplaces yes, in the bedroom. Yes, sir. Wood burn a fireplace. That's just romantic. Yeah. Yo, Cleveland's all right. You got yeah. Lake Erie right there. Lake Erie's nice. Well, it gets cold and depressing, and, then, and people get weird out in the wintertime, I mean, but the house is nice. It's depressing outside here, too. Yeah, it's yeah. true. All you got to do is you got to watch Joe Flacco get his ass kicked by the Texans in the playoffs. Yeah, oh. Cleveland doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I guess the sports scene in Cleveland, you got who? Ohio State. <laughs> well, not Columbus is <laughs> far, dude. I'm playing, I'm playing. You got. You got. The the Guardians almost said the Indians. You got Browns. Me. The Browns, they're okay. And you got the Cavs, so we just talked about. The Browns, the Cavs, the Guardians. Yeah. And they, like they're Columbus the closest hockey, closest team, hockey is, team, right? Or, or, or ooh, is it even? It might be Pittsburgh. Ugh. Dude, well, no, nah, I'm kidding. Now, <laughs> Pittsburgh and Cleveland are only like an hour and a half. Ugh. No, yeah. I'm not real. Well, you don't have to leave your team. Columbus is probably a little closer. You don't have to. You don't have to acclimate the. Yeah, but like if I want to go to a game, fuck that. You could. I think that become like a super casual. It's not even the same conference. You could just wear a brown shirt and call it a day. True. They got those like military, or like yeah, military appreciation night, like Morocco military appreciation jersey, like a Connor Barwin or like an old like Eagles cheap one just to go. No one would ever know. Yeah, I support our troops. You could wear a Joe Flacco jersey because he was a bird, so you could just wear that yeah, Browns I probably, one. I'd probably find his high school jersey. You think <laughs> yeah. they sell Joe Flacco high school jerseys anywhere Maybe. around you here? You could probably customize it. Yeah, Where did he that. go to college? He went Delaware. to Delaware. I went... could probably get a Flacco Delaware jersey, man. Right, he went to Delaware. The, he del- went to like high school Blue Hens? in Audubon, and he played for the Blue Hens. The Blue Hens? Yeah, I could get a Flacco jersey. You know, Blue there's Hens only jersey. four, is it, right? What's the thing? There's only four colleges that have, uh, like, a female mascot, some shit like that. Delaware, yeah, I guess a hen. There's, yeah. a, there's yeah, less yeah. than five or something like what that. What are the others? I got th- I don't know. If th- it needs to be a good trivia. I don't know it right now off the top of my head. But, yeah, there's not that many, which makes it tough. Well, shout out to the Blue Hens, man. Yeah. I don't got on me now, so I ain't going to give you the answers here. All good. (laughs) That'll be for the next one. Yeah. Well, I think I'll just about do it for us here tonight, everybody. Uh, Please leave us a five-star rating or review every other podcast. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See ya.